Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. We're doing a Halloween version. Oh, are we? <laughs> Scary tech. <laughs> Elon Musk, what's he up to? If you say Elon Musk three times in the mirror, hey... <laughs> Still doesn't give a shit about you. In fairness to you, he's too busy no. working and taking over the world and doing all those things. Right. Bad news for train drivers. Oh, uh, no. We have drivers. a friend who's a train driver, Choo Choo Kieran. I know. Kieran. I know. What's he called? Chuck Chuck Kieran. Choo Choo. Oh, Choo Choo Kieran. Sorry, yeah. yeah. If you're a train driver, you're not going to like this news at all. Why? What's going on? They have launched the first self driving train in Germany. Oh. Fully autonomous. It oh doesn't no. need a person. That's not a good sign. And they're saying, right, I was reading this. Yeah. Story about this fully electric unmanned car. Yeah. Or, sorry, train. Mm. And apparently they already have one in France, by the way, in Paris. And a lot of the, you know, if you're ever changing terminals in a big fancy airport, they have those monorail things. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are unmanned. Yeah. Um, but they only are on one track. There's no other trains coming. You know what I mean? It's usually just a loop that they do so it's not too dangerous. There's no other trains coming and they don't have to swap over tracks or all that stuff. So they have them already but this is the first time in Germany anyway that there is a fully automatic self-driving train. Deutsche Bahn and uh, Siemens uh, unveiled this yesterday. First driverless train in the city. It's launched over in Hamburg and it is taking passengers and it's operating on the usual routes that you would if you were jumping on a Lewis or jumping on a Dart. There's going to be the equivalent over in Hamburg now has a train coming down the line with no driver. Fully automated. That scares me. Does it scare you? Yeah. Now the tra- they've trains said, go very fast. They do. This thing they go. Now the only thing is there's not very many sharp turns and usually doesn't have to deal with people or cars. So usually I know, it, but it's okay. not as complicated as a car. God forbid. God forbid. I know, okay, I know they can't slow down and stop too quickly. But if there was a fatality Oh, I know what you mean. On yeah. the tracks, whatever. Doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at the moment, I think to keep people a little bit relaxed, they are still making sure they are putting a driver on the train. Oh, that's good news. The driver isn't doing anything, but he's just there in case. Okay. So while it's initially taking passengers. But the plan is now to move into the future where no one will be driving your train. And I think that's really bad news for train drivers. It's sad. They're claiming that it'll make life more efficient and it will make things run smoother and it'll increase the service that's there. So I don't know if they're struggling to find train drivers. that like, oh, Now we don't need them. So now we can put on more trains because we're not worried about finding lads to drive the trains. I just think it's more of a kind of a cost-cutting thing, isn't it? It's going to be a ripple effect though. Bus drivers, taxi yeah. drivers. The whole 
works. Although the, the taxi drivers, I would say, form part of the the vibe of the city that you're in. They do. Because you, you get to know the people um, and I learn a little bit about the city and the atmosphere and the culture and the attitude. And that's usually from taxi drivers who help with that. Yeah, but they're going to have self-driving cars anyway, so there's going to be yeah. no one needed yeah, behind no, the yeah. wheel. Yeah. Although I hope that's not going to come anytime soon. Do you think it is? Like it's in all around the world that we're suddenly yeah, going to yeah. have. And it's only people like uh, Jeff, 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 uh, it's Elon Musk and only those people who are deciding this. I'm like, no, leave it, lads. Who wants, I don't want to drive. I like driving. I don't want a self-driving car. I don't like driving. No. I have to say, I would prefer my car to drive itself, but I wouldn't like to see yourself, people yeah. being out of business. A Tesla, I know. Sad, sad times. But yeah. we're going to move on. We're going to move on with the uh, billionaire overlords who are determining how our life is shaping up. So that is happening at the moment. Um, apparently, it can save thirty. It can take thirty percent, or they'll be able to take thirty percent more passengers and reduce uh, time and energy by about 30%. I don't know how true that is. They're trying to play the whole environmental angle, but they're just like, you're all fired. And now robo trains are yeah. running over the world. So that happened in Germany recently. Hamburg, self-driving trains. Moving on, Elon Musk, sticking with Germany actually, has announced um, they have created their very first beer called Giga Beer. And they announced that at Telsa's Giga Factory over in uh, Berlin at a Berlin County Fair. Giga Beer. Giga Beer. Now, a few people have criticised Elon Musk for launching a beer. Any ideas why? Um, no. They said actually. it's a little bit irresponsible to launch a beer yeah. in a car manufacturing company because of the whole drinking and driving association. Oh yeah, but if the if the cars are going to be driving themselves, then have your beer. Uh, oh, I know, but it, it's still it, that'll still be legal because you still have to be able to take over the car if the autopilot. Ah, that's not fair. So at the moment, I thought you just press the button and go home. No, 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 not at the moment. If you still like, they've arrested people who've fallen asleep at the wheel, had a little nap, or reading the newspaper because what happens is. If the car is coming to a junction or a situation that it doesn't know what to do, it'll start flashing and going, "Take human, take over," because it doesn't know what it's doing. Like if you're hammered, then not good. I mean, that is the dream. You never have to worry about getting a taxi home if you can just jump in your self-driving car. That's what I mean. You and jump hit the in. Home button. Yeah, you don't even have take to type in. You know where take you live. Home. I'd love that. And you can get sick in your own car and have to pay seventy quid or whatever the soil you could tree sleep is. in your car. You could, yeah. You don't have to get out of the car. No. You know when you arrive and the taxi has dropped hey, you off and you're asleep. Yeah, Pal, you're right there. Pal. That's is it, yeah, is it, yeah. 120 quid because you've gotten sick in my car. Is it 120 I mean, quid? I think it's about that. I need to get up. Jesus. So anyway, Gigabeer, they've launched a massive new fancy campus. He wants to... The campus that he has launched, the production facility over there, Giga Berlin's big fancy production place for the cars, European production of the cars. He wants to make it very like cool and hip and have this bar that's in there, their own beer that's being launched and has lo- all the walls spray painted by graffiti artists and stuff. Oh yeah. Trying to make it all cool. But I just find that that kind of stuff like as an artist, if you're like a street artist who's meant to be like anti-establishment if you're doing stuff for someone like Elon Musk who controls the world, you're not very like anti-anything are you? You know what I mean? You're just, you're taking the bread, you're taking the soup. You're not, yeah, fighting. No, you're not, you're not fighting the man. You're you know not, what I mean? no, you're actually not. Everyone, and I think that's, that's just another thing. All these, we don't have any artists who are pissing people off anymore. Everyone wants to work with Apple and all the big companies. Anyway, that's what Elon Musk is doing. He's bringing out Giga Beer um, as a, a Telsa-inspired beer, for want of a better word. And we'll see how he gets along with that. He doesn't really care, though. He can probably do what he wants. Now, um, in other news, the biggest ever comet that we have ever found will soon be passing by Earth. 
Is this a bad thing? Ah, no, but like as media, our responsibility is to over-sensationalise this and say that we might die yeah. when this comet hits the earth. Okay. Yeah. And it'll be like a dinosaur-destroying extinction-level event that might happen. I mean, there's still a risk. There is still a risk, yeah. It might be small, but there's there's one there. It's still a risk. So it's the, the biggest one that they've ever found, it's about 100 miles wide. So the width of here to, oh, it's 100 miles away, the middle of the country. That 100 it's miles, pretty, like Athlone, maybe big. a bit shorter. Yeah, so yeah. 100 miles wide. Hmm? Imagine that just smashing into the wow. earth. Game over. That's just gone. Well, can you imagine, right? It's up to Athlone and then. Oh, no, but the world would be gone. Like if a, a, an asteroid that big hit the earth, we're gone. Everyone. Everyone's gone. The shockwave, the one lava. survivor. Imagine you were the one person that survived yeah. on your own. This is great. Everyone's gone. And what would you do? Oh, you die. A slow, Eventually painful, you would, miserable death. But you'd be so lonely. Yeah, unless you like being on your own. I can read my books. So yeah. there's, there's being on your own and then going, oh, I'm just going to go on my phone and scroll for 25 hours. And then there's no new content because everyone's dead. Like everyone's I've seen dead. all this. Yeah. Shit. That'd be such a weird film. Yeah. And do you know what would be worse, right? You know the way our, you know, our carbon tax went up on the budget today and all that stuff and it's all like, oh, you got to recycle more and you can't do this and they're putting in all these new plans to reduce emissions and all that stuff. Can you imagine we were all doing that for years and we all sacrificed so much then we were wiped out by a comet. I know, you'd be so angry. Like, what the hell? Why am I driving a stupid Prius and separating my stuff if I'm going to be hit by a comet anyway? I don't know. These are things we have to ask ourselves. You know, these these are important questions that need to be brought up in climate debates. You know, if we're wiped out by a comet, is there any point? And then in a few years as well, the sun's going to explode. So, I don't know. So what, you just continue living... A, a really irresponsible, disgustingly polluting life. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the plan. Uh, now, this is a really creepy story out of the United States. Um... Obviously, a lot of their schools over there went remote, remote learning, remote, yeah. all that stuff. And a lot of the schools were, a lot of the young students were given laptops from the school so that they could do their lessons from home. Oh, yeah. And some of the poor areas, they didn't have their own equipment and uh, the schools provided them for it, right? But here's what gets a little bit creepy. Why do you make this? It has turned out mm. that almost 90% of the laptops that were given to these school students at home had spyware on them so that the teachers and the school could <gasps> monitor everything that the students were doing at home. At home? Yeah. That's not right. No? No. Isn't that creepy? Can you imagine your teacher... Now, I don't think we'd get away with doing this here, but this is apparently big business over in the United States. It can cost tens of thousands of dollars to install this software on all your school laptops and pay for the licensing, but it monitors everything that your child is saying in emails, in Facebook chats, in... Uh, any other documents that they're typing on their laptop, everything that you do with your laptop is monitored and can be monitored by the school. Surely that's illegal. Nope. Because America. Woo! Wow. That's really bad. Now, apparently the reason is, the reason they're saying is mental health. So if... Oh, to keep an eye on the kids while they're at home to if make sure they're not depressed. Exactly. And if the kids are writing stuff to their friends about being upset or feeling down, that the school can intervene and provide sufficient care and raise the alert before something serious happens. So that's the argument that they're saying is that this is this spyware that they've installed on all their computers is there to help. Uh, I think that would hinder more so, personally. It'd be absolutely horrible, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. So there's a load of programs. So there's a program called Bark. Uh, Gnosis, IQ, Gaggle, Lightspeed, and it basically gets installed and it's like a key logger that a hacker would use to track every single thing that you're writing, typing and doing. Creepy. And then the teacher can have a look and kind of go, now what's Saoirse sending to her friends now? I just imagine 
if your teachers knew everything you were saying about them as mm. well, you'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, you would be in a lot of trouble, like, yeah. Did you ever like pass notes around the class and the teacher caught you and then read out the note? I'd say I spent most of fifth and sixth year doing that. Yeah. Actually, no, from third year, I got kicked out of supervised study for doing that. Yeah. Where's the fun gone? I know. And on top of that as well now, I think uh, signing in is done online on a computer now, isn't it? In each class. In other words, they do the role. Oh, and yeah, now the it's, role But call. it's digital, so your parents can log in and see if you've gone to every class. Oh, I'd hate that. Like, Isn't we that? used to just forge their signature and yeah. that was the end of it. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Oh, it's handier, you can see. But just be like, like, even back in the day when I would pretend I was sick and I knew my mom was in work, they wouldn't call or think of calling a mobile. Like, it yeah. would always be your house phone. Yeah. And I'd answer. Like, no, she's upstairs in the shower. Hello, hi, Mrs. Long. Yeah. Hello. So just be like, okay, you're home safe yet. Yeah, grand. And that was the end. Yeah. I can't get away with that now. Oh, no, you can't. You can't indeed. So that's what's happening. Self-driving trains. Elon Musk has got beer. Uh, beer in space. Um, there's a comet coming that might kill you. And schools are spying on you. Great news. Great news. What a time to be alive, eh? And another Facebook whistleblower is apparently going to come out and testify because someone who worked at Facebook came out there last week and was all like, Facebook is a pile of piss and is ruining our lives. But do you think Facebook care? Mark Zuckerberg is... Yeah. Do you think he cares? No, he doesn't care. Like, do you think the world would be better without Facebook? Uh, Probably, yeah, I do. I think 100% if we got rid of Twitter, everyone would be happier. Get rid of Twitter and yeah. Facebook because Facebook is there as well to read nonsense that's... Yeah. angry, just to share angry bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we'd be better off without them. Like, I think society would be far better off without like Twitter just and Facebook. Like, ban them. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Um, who knows? We might do that in a few years' time now that everyone is, like, storming capitals and hating each other and raging. Like, we, got, we, we survived without Bebo. And without MySpace. Well, we survived without Bebo because it was quickly taken over by Facebook. Yeah, fair. But I mean, MySpace as well. MySpace and Bebo, we've survived without them. I think we could survive without Facebook. We're waiting for the bigger, better thing. TikTok, we have it now. And that is linked to the Chinese Communist government. That's where we want to be. There's something bigger coming. Maybe the Russians are going to come out. TikTok. TikTokovich. We don't don't know what it's going to be, but they're working on something bigger and better. They have no app. They have no app, yes. Or more addictive, I must say. Actually. Yeah. Anyway, Shine on Control Alt Elite still to come on the show in about twenty minutes' time. You're going to hear from a man born in Belfast, got into a serious life of crime, got seventeen years behind bars for a serious armed robbery, and has since completely transformed his life. He's now a best-selling author, and they're making a movie about his life, starting filming next year. People, people like Tom Hardy have been suggested as potentially playing this man in his uh, biopic, his movie film biopic about his life. He is on the way. Stephen Gillen is his name. He will be on the way shortly as well. Right now, though, this is Mimi Webb, 24-5, Def 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. FM 104. Mimi Webb, 24-5. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Did you enjoy the exciting uh, budget announcement today? I did. Yeah, Ah, it was brilliant. Great crack. Always love budget day today. Um, Bad news again if you're a smoker because it's now about... 50 cent, isn't it? 50 cent, another 50 cent. I think it's about 15 quid now for a box of cigarettes. Well, I mean, it should be. I agree with that, to be honest. It's literally the most silly thing you can do. Yeah, it's cool. All the bad boys do it. They don't, though. They do, though. No, they don't. Should you not be allowed? They're very bad for you. I know, but should you not be allowed to do it if you want to do it, provided you're not 
killing anyone else. Yeah, but then you have to worry about the the healthcare system being backed up when you've got your lung cancer and all these other horrible diseases as a result of smoking. They're getting hammered. They're getting hammered. They are getting hammered and they should. I really do agree with that. I also agree. Do they put up the price of alcohol? Uh, Did they put up the price of alcohol? No, I don't think they did. Well, they should do that too. You'd be screwed then, Sir. Come on. No, I'd be screwed, but it's probably for the bloody best, isn't it? Uh, Women from the age of 17 to 25, free contraceptives. Brilliant, yeah. Someone also made an interesting point, though. Why aren't lads given free condoms? Or people in general? Just people in general. Why aren't you giving free condoms? Yeah. So, again, they're very expensive. Why is it always put on the women? to take responsibility when it comes to pregnancy. Also, can I just point out why 17 to 25? Why not free contraception for all? Don't think we could afford that. We should though. They need to keep a lot of the Johnnies when they're riding us. Although they don't even put one on when they're shafting us. Um, but yeah, 17 to 25 because no, when you're 25 you stop having sex. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, actually. You have your kids and you're married and you're settling them down at 25, 26. That's the end of you then, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think there wasn't too much more interesting stuff I think the the, the minimum wage has gone up hasn't it oh, by it's gone up to like 30%, it's gone up by three, 30 cent or something 3 cent it's gone up so you might be able to afford an ice cream um, an hour maybe yeah yeah maybe uh, oh back to school allowance increased by a tenner fuel allowance up was there not um, transport public transport for college students oh yeah it's going to be halved yeah. for again the same age group yeah. so you've got free contraceptives if you're a girl and uh, a cheaper bus ride home afterwards on the walk of shame home I mean, yeah, that's, that's something. They're thinking that, about that's their something I'd be happy with now. Back you go out then. and get your hole, but you free contraceptives and a cheap bus home. Yeah, because um, it's very expensive. Yeah, it's stupid expensive. Yeah. yeah, I think I think if I was in charge, I would make the public transport just free. Yeah, like the way the Lewis is free at the moment, but extend that out to absolutely everyone. everyone yeah. on the bus and the dart as well. I think it should be one hundred percent free. But right, is there any profession that you think is so important and so worthwhile that they should never have to pay tax? Uh, doctors. They make loads of money though, so they're grand. Surgeons, Tax yeah, them. but they're so unbelievably needed. Yeah, I know, but they make loads of money. I don't care, they deserve the I loads know, of money. That's what I mean, yeah, yeah, but like, so they can afford it. Happy days. They can afford to pay the tax, they but I don't think they... I think they've trained for so many years, they've gone to college for so many years, they've done so many exams, they're so highly qualified, they're so needed... Yeah. That I think that they should not have to pay tax. No, really, anywhere in the health or anyone in the healthcare system, I think nurses obviously need to be paid a shit ton more than they are. But here's the thing: what if nurses? What if nurses didn't have to pay tax? I think fair bloody play. They shouldn't. What career or profession do you think is so important that you would be like they should not have to pay tax? Healthcare. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four. Every single one of staff involved. Comedians. No tax. Uh, comedians. Really important to society. They're, they're Possibly a- more important than nurses I'm as sorry, well. I know Providing you are so much laughter and entertainment for people, in, and especially out of the year that they've had. It is entertaining. I think they should be paid better. Comedians, yeah. Uh, I you're do. paid for how funny you are. Let's call it spade a spade. Yeah, I mean. If you're not funny, you're not going to pay. I'm just going to say, jo- Joanne McNally. I'm literally obsessed with the woman. You are. So I'd pay her tax for her. Happily. Does so she just kept making me laugh? She is bloody hilarious. So they should. No, I think the arts obviously need a little bit more money. 
Oh, they need so much they more do. money. Yeah, yeah. So much more. And you know what's mad as well? Just speaking of comedy, comedy is never included in any of the arts grants. So if there's like a grant never. that comes out, it's like, oh yeah, you can get a grant and people can apply and do a show. It's like, oh, you do comedy? No, sorry. Mm. So even though we've produced some of the best comedians in the world. Yeah, we have. Anyway, anyway, I'll stop shouting on it. What profession should be tax free? You're saying I'm anyone saying that works in a hospital? Anyone that works in a hospital. What about the receptionist? Mm. I mean, they're saving lives by booking people in for their surgeries. They're not managing saving it. lives. They though. are. They're helping. They're part of the chain of production. Look, look, some of us have to pay tax, right? We have to pay tax, and I and I agree that we. I'm not saying we're paid well enough, but we 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 should have to pay tax. Just look at that email, no? <laughs> Dave in the van has said, uh, "Drivers and radio presenters." Yeah, we are- yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We are essential. We we change people's lives. Oh, we do. More so than paramedics, what Megan said. Megan yeah. said, paramedics, teachers, ah, come on now, they get three months off holidays. Yeah, no, teachers can go they have stuff a, they have now, a, let's a, be honest. A, a nice, uh, okay, if you are... Well, we're not talking about who should be paid more. We're talking about tax-free. who shouldn't... Pay any tax ever. Pay any tax ever. Uh, now, we already know that the answers to this first are Apple, Google and Facebook, who already don't pay any tax as is, right? Because of their tax fancy loopholes. Yeah. They can go shaft themselves. But what professions? I'd agree. I would say um, teachers deal with snotty kids and hormonal teens. They do. It's not an easy but Meg, job, but they get great holidays. If, they're, if you're a full-time teacher who has got one of those gold-clad permanent contracts, mm. happy days. Uh, and I'm training to be one. Oh, it's all coming out now, Meg. Ah, Meg doesn't want to pay tax. There you Meg go. does She's not want to... angel. Meg does not want to contribute to society. My mm. God. But you not think, I'm right, joking. if you take tax away, right, mm. so doctors, medical staff, no one in hospitals has to pay yeah. tax, yeah. right? Would that make kids more likely to go into those jobs? Yes. Yes, it would. So that's good. Because we need a lot more of those. We do. Yeah, we need a lot more people. Yeah. There was nurses striking out in St. James and Blanche today, I think, because they're all at crippling point at hospitals because there's no jobs anymore. Because all of our nurses have gone to Australia exactly. or Dubai because they're like, we can't do it's this anymore. An absolute and utter disgrace. So maybe if it was like, all right, you don't pay any tax, you might make someone stay for an extra week or two before they lose their mind working in such horrific conditions that they're like, it's just not worth it. No. But maybe healthcare, yeah. Paramedics. What about firefighters? Uh, yeah, firefighters are very well needed, yeah. Okay, okay. What about this one? What about the guards? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we we have we don't have enough time to talk about the guardie now. To be honest, come on, should the guards be uh, tax free? Because here's the other thing with guards, right? No, a I don't think they should be tax free. I think no. they should be tax free because uh, the other thing that happened recently, there was those stories about the senior guardies they're, who were arrested for corruption. Oh, geez, I know they're like, oh, they they undercover a big pile of money in a drug mm-hmm. dealer's house, and they're like, how much is there? Oh, I'll tell them it's only ten grand, even though it's million. No, I think if guards are paid more, they're less likely. To be corrupted with money. You know what I mean? No. That's one of the reasons why I know this from watching Line of Duty that if you are under financial pressure, you have to disclose that to your boss because now you're more susceptible to being bribed by an OCG, organised crime group. So, I mean, if they get, if the guards are tax free, I mean, they have to deal with a lot of shit. I know the guards, there's a lot of guards who are, who are scumbags out there. I know. I know, I know there's a, there's a lot, there's of, a lot them. of them. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of good guards out there as well who get spat in the face. Where are they and get stabbed. Where are they? They're somewhere. I haven't found them yet, but they're somewhere, all right? They're somewhere. No, I have to deal with shit on a Saturday and Sunday. They're paying tax night. and that's the end of it. So okay, we're not giving tax-free status no, to guards? No, we are not. No. Irish rail staff tax-free. Yeah, <laughs> come on now. Is that Kieran? I don't know who it is. No, it's not. Uh... No, I'm sorry. No, they're in with Anyone us. Anyone in we're security? Paying, we're paying tax. No, you're paying tax with us. Raymond, you're staying in here. Sorry. Drivers and radio presenters. No. no. 
You're staying too. Megan, I don't know what you're agreeing with Saoirse about. Is it about the guards? The guards, yeah. That's exactly what she's Security agreeing. guards deserve so much more. Do they though? A few people are saying that. Security guards. Um, oh, the guardian, Meg, yeah. A lot of security guards we know watch films during the night when they're oh, they do, yeah. working. They, they deserve to be paying the tax now. Stop that. <laughs> you know, half the time you're missing out and the robbers... <laughs> oh, the robbers the Where, what were you we doing I was just watching a team I was watching an episode of Squid Games there and your man legged it in sorry about you anyway I have to take a quick break but let me know uh, budget news comes out today obviously the most exciting news day of the year but what profession could we all agree on should be tax free and never pay a cent tax ever again can we try and agree on one profession that should never have to pay tax ever again what do you think 0876797104 you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon FM 104 2022 was announced um, some of the main main things excise duty on your cigarettes up by 50 cent yeah um, free contraceptives for only ladies between the ages of 17 and 25 yeah because guys don't have sex and guys are not responsible for Pregnancy. Sex or pregnancies in any way, shape, yeah. or form, we get let off the hook all the time. I know. So like, it's your own fault. Should have been on the pill. When are they bringing out the male contraception pill? Oh yeah, they're working on that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. they've been working on that for years. I know. Yeah, like, but again, on. we are never responsible for pregnancy. It's all on you. So no one has ever bothered to put any money on investment. Yeah. In. Um, so we get away scot free. As per usual, um, full Christmas bonus is going to be paid out. Social welfare payments, I think, are up a fiver. Ain Rudd Ella, there's a new housing derelict thing coming into effect and a oh yeah that's mainly it your transport costs are going to be halved if you're a college student as well on the bus which is like I wonder if that'll no it probably won't extend to private buses no it won't anyway we just want to know um, if you were in charge of the budget today and you had a magic wand and you could make one profession tax free for the rest of their life one profession they would never have to pay tax ever again what would it be oh this is an interesting one now from who's this in from actually uh, this is in from this text here. Yeah, Pat. Pat. Good evening, Pat. Cut in scale. The only really essential occupation is teachers, and I am not just talking about school teachers, but also those who teach doctors, surgeons, electricians, plumbers, drivers, etc. Okay, Pat, are you related to Megan in any way, shape, or form? Now? Yeah. Are you forming a union, trying to get this across the line? I mean, that, that's a fair point, isn't it? Well, okay. You're saying the people who who teach nurses and. Doc- but like you'd have to have been a doctor at one stage to teach other doctors isn't that my point actually only thinking about that like we spoke about you know that time that I did a film degree and there's a cameraman yeah yeah teaching a camera module why is he not in a film set because the co- the, be this way country more doesn't value its own talent and send everyone abroad he'd be care. making way more money but is that does that mean he's not good enough yeah, you know, kind of this, that, yeah. kids are born to be doctors and nurses. You know, you can tell by a five-year-old. You know, when you're talking to a five-year-old, yeah. you know, they're highly intelligent. Oh, God, You yeah. just know they're going to yeah, be a doctor. Like they're a genius. Yeah. Um, good teachers change the world. No, Megan, Megan, good teachers travel the world. They do, because they get three months holidays. <laughs> they travel the world. They go to the Thailand, world. they have a great time. Uh, I'm joking, Meg, I'm joking. Peter said, uh, hello, how can teachers be the most important if they're teaching people who won't be important? Oh. Okay, Pete, you're after giving us some high-level mind. This is mad. Mind-blown stuff there. Are you saying, like, some of the kids are going to obviously wind up to, to not achieve anything? So, is that why they're not important? Of course they're still important. So, Pete, are you saying that teachers should have to pay tax from now on? It's not the teacher's responsibility to bring up a child. Yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. And it's that attitude, Saoirse, that is infecting the youth of this country and no one cares about them, so they're out rioting on South William Street. Peace. That's what, what it is. What happens when they go home, right? And they don't have very good parents. What happens then? You know, the teacher can only guide them so much. Okay, a farmer. Definitely because they keep you alive with food. Very important point, Seamus. Seamus, yes. Um, no, farmers work very hard. Oh, stupider. They never have a day off. Actually, yeah, let's give uh, farmers, farmers tax-free breaks. Now, I know they get a lot of tax-free stuff at the moment and a lot of grants and a lot of EU stuff. They're like, I'll give them more. Here's money for not growing or producing. Yeah, I'll give them more. I will admit my knowledge of the... Uh, EU incentive schemes for farmers is slightly weak so I don't claim to know that same but the bacon is decent oh, bacon, bacon. steak oh especially crispy bacon oh my god cannot live without so 100% and I think we forget about that if there was no farmers there would be no stuff on the shelves no steak no steak All right, so are we conferring tax free status to absolutely, farmers absolutely yeah alright good shout good shout James yeah. farmers Nelane tax Aaron farmers um, and then anyone in the hospital everyone in the hospital yeah even We're admin talking- staff even no, the person no, who does the no, marketing. No, sorry. The person no, who no, does no. the marketing for stuff. You said anyone in the hospital. What Ca- about the, what carers. about like the caretaker? Yeah, carers. No, as in like the care, the grounds caretaker, like no, the guy who no, is fixing sorry, anything. No, he's but, but if he's the place falls taxables. apart, everyone dies. He's paying taxes. No, no, no. no. If, if the place falls apart, someone will die. If the no. electricity is not, he'll die. No, people that are prescribing medication, people who are injecting the good stuff into you. That so you hang on, need. prescribing medication. So like you what know, about pharmacists? nurses, pharmacists. Yeah, I know. Pharmacists are paying a fortune. Pharmacists are as qualified as doctors. <laughs> no, they they're are. Not. no, they're not. Oh, they are. No, they're not. Much, Come on yeah. now. Come they, on they, now. They, Pharmacists are making loads of money. They, they can pay tax. Yeah, but they know what they're talking about. Do they, though? You just go in there and they embarrass you. No, you're no. Like, oh, you're looking for the pill, is it? They're, oh, you're looking for the morning after no, pill, they're you are very slut. highly qualified. That's what they say. They they're mortify highly, it. In front highly of, qualified. I've had to go in there and ask for the No, you can go behind the curtain. For your, no for, your, for your morning they after pill. No, there's you no curtains go anymore. Curtain. And there's a big camera, and the camera's on the big screen in the front place, and they put your name and a PPS number in front of everyone and going. They do look down on you. But Th- that's Nula O'Shea's daughter now coming in. That's because you've been in five times that week. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> you no. can't have that more than one or two no, times. No, it's a terrible. No, you take it when you need it. Anyway, I'm saying pharmacists, surgeons, specialists, doctors, nurses, carers, physios. Physio, no, physios make a fortune as well. Psychotherapists, therapists, counsellors, anyone in the healthcare system needs to pay no tax. We need more kids going into that line of work. Um, It's well needed for our health, overall health, our mental health, our physical health. Keep us alive. And the farmers will feed us. That's it then. We have a little commune off the coast of Galway there that we'll set up. Very passionate. Do you know who should pay more tax? Uh, Google, Facebook and Apple. Yeah. And... Um, the Irish government. Yeah, no, they they should just be paid less, significantly less, get and rid of their expenses, and no more no ta- more pensions. They should be actually paying the tax of all the doctors and nurses. Uh, and do you know what? If you want to be a politician, you should have to do a year in retail first before you're allowed to run for being a TD. And you should be banned from trampolining. Banned from trampolining and talking in general. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, ben says engineers, but not architects. Why? No, but because what, I think what's Ben the might be training to be an engineer. Yeah, that's what he's going to have a shit ton of money. So, you yeah, know, Ben, pay your tax, will you? Come on, Ben, now. God's sake. Jesus. Every time, Ben. Every bloody time. Yeah, seriously, Ben. <sighs> Just so you can go to, you know, Santorini with Meg <laughs> on a nice oh, holiday. What's going on there? Oh. So, they're so rich, they can go. No, here. I know what I'm saying. There's, only, there's, only one, there's only one reason to go to. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Santorini. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it? Tell me off here. Ben says architects draw fancy buildings that aren't feasible. Fair enough. Engineers are left with the task of the load can't bear that amount. Yeah, what are you doing? They're stupidly wealthy, so. Yeah, fair. Uh, all right. Oh uh, eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. We have agreed on farmers and anyone in the healthcare professions, yeah. caregivers, providers. Mm-hmm. I would also say yeah, yeah, like like caregivers who work two three days a week with elderly people Absolutely, who are home. Yeah. No tax for you anymore. No. Nope. Uh, farmers and hospitals. Uh, I don't think we can agree on teachers now. They have three months off. They have, they have I don't know too much time. They're taking the piss. They're off at three o'clock every day. Them and the guards are off riding the hall off each other in coppers anyway. They live their life. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, what's what's what more do you need? Yeah, honestly, they are. What more do you need? Uh, anyway, if you have any other ones apart from farmers or hospital staff caregivers who should be tax free, let me know. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. On the way next, we must go to Stephen Gillen. He was a Belfast man, moved over to the UK, but got into a horrific life of crime. He rounded up seventeen years behind bars for armed robbery, and got out and completely transformed his life. Completely changed. He's now a best-selling author, and there is a movie, a Hollywood movie, in the works that'll be starting filming next year about his life. People like Tom Hardy have been linked to playing this guy in his life, in his life story, and his life movie. Stephen Gillen. He's going to be on the line with us next. You're listening to the Room One Hundred Four. Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. Through 104. Evening, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. Now, joining us on the line next is somebody who's got an incredibly fascinating story. He was a convicted criminal at one stage, has completely transformed and reformed his life now. He's gone from behind bars to being an incredibly successful entrepreneur, a very well-respected, best-selling author, and there's potentially talk of people doing a movie on his life, which we might talk about a little bit later on. But having been born and raised in Belfast and I think he's now an international globetrotter in many ways to share his 
unbelievably fascinating story with us this evening. Uh, Stephen Gillen, thanks a million for popping on the show. My pleasure, Cormac Social, really. You know, as I said to you earlier, you know, I really, you know, I really do see Ireland as home, even still now. You know, after all the years I've, you know, I've, you know, and I go back still, of course, when I can. Absolutely love Belfast. But can you take us back and tell us how your life began, really? Uh, I was actually born here, but I was taken over to Belfast as a, as a, as a young baby. I mean, I'm talking six months old. And um, because my family come from there, of course, this was the old days of the, uh, 71, you know, you know, when the war was really hitting out there and there was a lot of trouble. So I was right, uh, right in the center of that, you know, and I stayed there till I was nine, you know, till I come back to, uh, England and, uh, East London. But the people, you know, you know, the people, you know, was the sort of the earth, you know, I, you know, I had magical times there, even, even amongst the craziness, you know, the guns and the bombs, Sasha. So, in those few years, I know there was some, I think, experiences, you, you said experienced as a young child that probably set you up in some ways to lead the first part of your life or knock you into some of the, let's say, antisocial or criminal behaviour. Was there anything in particular looking back on your young life now that you can see kind of going, yeah, if anyone was in that situation, there's a strong chance of them going down a particular path? Well, I have to say, listeners would know as well, you know, some of what it was like in them days. But it really was, you know, a very, you know, a very tough, violent, violent time. Unfortunately, in Ireland's in Ireland's history, you know, that, um, every war is ugly, you know, and that one certainly was. You know, I mean, I see people murdered in front of me even then at a young age, you know. And looking back, when I when I moved to East London, that was a very fast place. But, you know, it wasn't a patch on Belfast, you know, you know, you know, to be honest with you, you know, really. So I was, a, you know, in some ways a lot more kind of advanced and that kind of traumas and the madness, if you want to call it, you know, than even East London was at that time. Although that had a different kind of a different kind of dynamic going on. So it already started to shape me a little bit because of my experiences there. Yeah, I was like reading about when you were eight, seeing someone murdered. I mean, that was shocking in itself. Oh, so I said, that was that was terrible you know and the thing about that you know i mean i was seven there you know and if you think about a seven-year-old child i have three children it's it's um you know it's not something you would want anyone to see right you know but a little child of that age it's gonna have a real effect yeah i didn't speak of this well into eight years ago really you know so a lot of these things i kind of kept with me but um yeah that was very memorable you know as a child you know to have to uh see that and go through that when can you remember when um, maybe some of the kind of criminal behaviour that you were involved in started, and how did it progress to you know the, the, some of the the convictions and lining, winding you behind bars? I think when I come to this country, uh, to be honest with you, England is where the anger started, right? You know, and I kind of went from bad to worse, you know, really meteorically, uh, Cormac. Like I said, I was shaped a bit different. I was a bit different. You know, I had to kind of prove myself a lot more. And I was, you know, my character, my nature was then to always come forward and do more and be more. So, um, you know, I kind of, you know, I was in and out of children's homes. There was more trauma there. But I was always a fighter. I always fought against um, everything, right, you know, and I, you know, I was very alone with that, you know, and that went on, you know, and that, that, was, that was kind of a central kind of theme, you know, 
you know, to it. You know, I had to find my own way. I had to had to work out how to how to survive. You know, create my own family, which was not healthy. And so I went from silly things, you know, right the way through to the serious crime, really, really, really quickly. And what age were you when you got into that? I think I was always kind of in trouble, Sasha, for stupid things when I first come here. I remember that because I was different. So I was kind of always in trouble in a kind of a way. But then I, you know, when I went into the homes, I mean, I was 12, I was 13, I was like a crime wave then, but it was stupid things, you know? Um, what, what, were the, what were the stupid things, for example? Well, I'd be taking cars, you know, and silly thefts and criminal damage and stupid things, really. You know, it was more of a cry for help and I was out by myself really now, looking back, because there was no rhyme or reason to it. There was, you know, I was just a child. So it was, you know, it was that kind of a thing. And then obviously you got a bit older, you got into kind of more serious crimes. So tell us about that. Well, you kind of, you see, this this dynamic of belonging for human beings, you know, you know, is paramount to all of us, you know, whether we, whether we, whether we like that or not, you know, we want to belong. So where I was, I was by myself, feral in a way, and had to had to survive through so much traumas. You pick your own groups that's round of you, you know, that's round mm-hmm. you, then you know, that you can relate to at least, you know, so you can survive. So a lot of the choices I had, they wasn't good for me, Sasha, you know, and I always had to be the leader of the gang, right? So that wasn't good. Ultimately, it says, you know, you were, you were sentenced to, to, to 17 years for armed robbery. Um, and then like, how do you go from that? Because so many people, I imagine, just continue on the path that they're on, would, would wind up behind bars and would maybe continue reoffending once they're out. But you obviously have completely transformed and changed your life. Can you remember the moment when you were like, I best do something about this? I think there are many times, Cormac. I mean, even now, um, you know, I interview a lot of, you know, a lot of the top mobsters in the States, big names, you know, from all around the world, you know, mafia. These are the real, you know, uh, blood oath people. Human beings are human beings, really. You know, mm. some see through this life, you know, a lot earlier, this criminal life, you know, that that binds, you know, all the associations and the thinking patterns behind it. You know, there are many reasons for it, you know, but I think, you know, on a personal level for me, you know, I certainly come to uh, a stage where I couldn't hurt anyone anymore. I just couldn't do that, you know, and I couldn't start feeling so bad about myself where everyone was telling me how bad I was, you know, and how much better they was than me when really I knew that they wasn't, right? You know, but we are the architects of our own our own journey, as it were. You know, so things had to change. So there was, you know, there was a kind of epiphany or a line, if you want to call it that. And obviously you would have known that you're going to get caught eventually and jail would be the end for you, basically. But while you were in there, did you learn anything while you were in there? I'm sure you were around other mobsters. I learned many things in there. I mean, I was I was a cat A. I mean, I mean, even with the cat A's, I was in special units, high, high security units. So it's a different kind of a prisoner, not really in the general population, as it were. That has to be said. So it was a lot of solitary, you know, a lot of security around all the time, which gave me, you know, a lot of time to go inwards, you know, and start writing and start studying, you know, and start learning about histories and all. I mean, I know Ireland's history, back to front, really, you know, really, you know, I read it all in there, all of this stuff and went on to do other stuff. But I think in there, it's a university of learning about human beings, really the best and worst of them, because you have to find strategies on how to survive. And that was a real learning in there. I call it the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, but you have to find your way, right? It looks incredibly 
tough and, and, and mentally kind of nearly torturous. But is that you locked in a room on your own for like 23, 24 hours a day? And like, what does that do to someone's head? Well, you may get another little bit here and there. If you was going to the shower, you get a chance to get on the phone. But that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's, it's strange what happens to a human being. I mean, the science, you know, your mind, everything will start to deteriorate, obviously. And it does. So, you know, it takes a real strong, strong cookie to uh, get over that, you know, and find ways to to circumvent that, you know, really. Obviously, you would have had a lot of support in there. Do you know what I mean? You have more kind of um, of structure in your day. But when you're let out after that long, what did you do? It must have been going through your head that if I just go back and I to the way I was, that that might be the answer. Like it, it takes a lot for you to totally go 180. That's a good question because a lot of people, are, you know, they say, oh, you know, you do all this cool stuff and how's it possible and, you know, and all that. And I get that, you know, I get that. When they're talking about you, it's kind of a, it's in the third person. But for me, sometimes I say, I say, look, you know, thanks for that. And I get that. Of course, it's the hard work and, you know, the focus and the discipline, you know, you know, and the partners and all this stuff, you know, the people in my life and all this stuff. But, you know, for me on a basic level, I think it was more remarkable, you know, that I was, you know, able to uh, untangle myself from that life and myself uh, in all in all intents and purposes. I had to change absolutely everything, right? You know, I had a lot of demons to exercise mm. and that doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's a process, but it's one foot instead of the other. And it's, you know, for me, certainly it was many times as, absolutely doing thinking being the opposite of what I was before what were some of the biggest challenges when you got out then for you trying to as I said keep going you're uh, you're institutionalized of course you know and that's a very serious thing you know because we're talking about patterns patterns of behavior, you know, and you're carrying a lot of traumas anyway. And the truth of it is you don't know how to live with the outside. You, you, you know, you don't have any clue, you know, about normal life. Well, mm. You know, everything's changed, you know, you're, so it takes, it's a funny thing, you know, with a long sentence, it would take you a couple of years to get into it, Cormac, but it's the same on the other side. it will take you a couple of years rehabilitation you know to make that transition to some kind of normality in society and then where are you today then like what have you achieved i just you know i just keep going someone someone said to me before um you know how do you do it you know don't you stop sometimes and think i say well uh, yeah i do but you know i'm always getting my gear and looking at the next man in peak to climb i mean it's kind of like that you know and you know it's a layering you know, kind of thing. Sometimes I do. I mean, I remember I was on RTE, right? I was on the right. This is going back, you know, and the, uh, the biographer of the Pope was on before me. So I had to stop when that happened. You know, after that interview, I did have to say to myself, you know, I mean, that's really something, you know. You know, there are uh, there are moments. I mean, I, a few months ago, I signed a worldwide t- TV deal with Film Vault. You know, they're a worldwide distributor of, of, of content. So, you know, I've got my own TV channel now which you know which will migrate across all the all all the major platforms from netflix to sony tv to apple samsung tv you know we're talking nearly uh just under a two billion audience you know i have a film a film on my life that's uh at advanced stage now of course that was adapted from my from my best-selling book the monkey puzzle tree we're advanced with that now we hope to start uh shooting that next year i've actually got another book which i wrote uh injustice love and honor which is with a literary agent i'm in a rights auction you know in the u.s with 
with that at the moment. That's ongoing. Behind that, my business is what we basically do is we build national and global brands. You know, we help businesses and um, that's that's our central offering of what we do. So I'm very busy, you know, but I like to be busy. As they say, it keeps me out of trouble. So I said, <laughs> right, you know. Yeah, uh, 100%. You sound fairly busy. Any um, any any other insights into like casting? Do you know yet who might be in the movie? Are you allowed are you allowed to say as of yet? I really can't, you know, apart from to say there's some very very interesting names in there. I mean, there's been big names banded about in the media. Yeah. I'm sure people had a look, they could have a look in there. But we're getting to a sensitive stage now and they would um, you know, they'd hang me out to dry. <laughs> If I was to, you know, if I was to say too much, you know, you know, so I have to, you know, I have to respect um, the other people and not not say too much. But there are some interesting names. I can say there's some good Irish Irish actors that we're, you know, we're pretty much there with. Watch this space. How does it make you feel, lastly, when you think that there's going to be a film made on your life? Like you probably never would have thought that this could ever happen yeah of course of course of course Arshu. and um when it comes it's it's a strange thing when they're talking about you like i say you know i mean you'd start off a long way back with you know imposter syndrome of course you would you know but i'm well you know i'm well ahead of that kind of thing now I'm more you know molded into i'm just you know i'm very focused on the work i want to do in the future which is improve things you know and make things a lot better i've got to be really honest with you yeah i'm here yeah the business stuff it's great but but i you know i see a lot more than that you know and that's part of the journey for me what i you know what i really want to do you know is step into my full light and you know the best way that i can you know and that is yes yeah, about achieving things and doing all these wonderful things and finishing them but it is you know about trying to improve the things you know that i'm you know i'm really taking to i really i really believe in as a human being i would you know my ultimate goal is you know to be a person who can you know arrive at a place like that where i could really really do something that's meaningful i mean we do try all the time but i see so much more right you know perfect well uh stephen gillen you're going to be seeing uh his life story on the big screen sooner rather than later until then you can uh, pick up his book the monkey puzzle tree from all the usual outlets where you can get your books um, and delve into his fascinating life story as well but Stephen Gillen it's been an absolute pleasure and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon oh, thanks both it's been an absolute pleasure for me too and a hi to, to everyone out there you do wonderful stuff thank you you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long FM 104 planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quinn's Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.